Ladies and gentlemen, I had to bring in the Mexican mariachi intro for the F World today because it was the Mexican Grand Prix that just wrapped up here, and especially because I knew secretly, Cam, the man who's joining me, a special guest today, it would get Mariange hey. to giggle very profusely, and I got it. I got that. That was amazing. Yes. Yeah, I, you know, I knew I had to surprise you was after what happened. I was not expecting that. No, no. I teased it a little bit during our Spanish episode because I couldn't find a, a Spanish um, version of the song, right. so I got the mariachi one because I like this one, and I think that's arguably one of the best ones that has happened. But uh, this one is just special. This one's just it's, special today. It's so good. So for everyone who did not watch it yesterday, the Mexican Grand Prix wrapped up yesterday. A really fun one. I think a lot. Of, I saw some people rate it as a three star race. I would give it a solid four. I think there was a little bit of everything. There out was some potential. What? Out of five. Four out of five. I mean, you might say four out of ten, just, but like <laughs> four out of five, I think is a fair one considering everything. I'd go four and a half out of five. Four and a half out of five? That's it? That's it? I'd give it three and a half. You know what? Either way, that's a fair margin. That's a fair margin. We have some great excitement at the beginning, quite mm-hmm. literally the very beginning. Yes. Then we had some questionable times k meg snapped his suspension about halfway through the race yeah that was weird and then nah this is called hasa manufacturing you know great manufacturing from american teams that's what that's called produced a long red flag in the race too yeah that that just kind of happens that's scary though yeah Yeah. that i think out of all the crashes was the most like ooh. i think he was definitely yeah, well, he was shook. I, yeah. I think that's always, like, the worst is when it's a car failure, not a driver error. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because when it's a driver error, like, you know the whole, like, it's at that moment he knew he effed up, you know? <laughs> like, I think yeah. that that actually, there's a psychological effect to that where it's, like, you know that you messed up, and so you kind of brace yourself for impact. But when something just out of the blue happens, like that's just pure shock. And he's just he's just trying to recover. And yeah, un- scary, scary time. But then we had some fun. Like I you know it was funny because I was watching the race with Walter. Uh, he came he came over. We had some nachos as per the usual when I have people over and for sporting events. Appropriate uh, for this race. Yeah, th- <laughs> this was a there was a lot of nachos eaten at this race because we had a lot of time to eat. Um, it was actually funny. It was the first time Walter came into the the new house. So oh, if he got me right, the, right. the housewarming, he gave me, uh, you know, knowing him, he gave me a Korean style housewarming of tissue paper, <laughs> tissue paper, <laughs> uh, a bathroom tissue, uh, nice. that's, which I'm very thankful because Reese and I were just starting to get low and we were, had literally just told each other that morning. We need to next time whoever runs out first wait, gets. Wait, wait, wait. So is this tea. is this like a, a Korean tradition? Yeah, apparently, apparently Korean Japanese too. I've learned in my Japanese classes that the proper housewarming gift to give is like detergent or something that's useful yeah. that, that, that the owner may not necessarily have thought about when they were moving yeah i so know i know in a italian in italian uh, tradition it's like a loaf of bread mm, there we go right? so it's like it's it's interesting how yeah there's always a gift 
So anyway, there was that, and then he gave me some nice um, sparkling tequila shot tequila to have with the race which oh boy did i have some of that I'm because sorry, sparkling tequila well, it was like a sparkling tequila beverage that was actually very tasty um provided me with great great did you just put tequila in the soda stream or like no i didn't i didn't do that <laughs> I, I wish that's, that's a that's a brilliant combination but um yeah i definitely had a, a few sips of that opening lap considering the great crazy sad news also hilarity of checo Perez crashing yeah just oh. what a you know your heart bleeds for the guy sometimes, but well, I, mean, I felt really, really bad for him. Well, that, that, you know, that's that's what's called uh, ana- like anatomy. Yeah, but, yeah. but uh, no, that that was that was like I I was saying before the show started. Uh, my my guy, he's not a huge F one fan. This is his first full season, and like even he was like not screaming at the TV, but kind of like. A verbal exclamation of, bro. Yeah, everyone, I think everyone had had that moment too. So, yeah. I remember Walter and our, Walter Reese and uh, his friend Darren and, and I were all sitting there like, what is, what's happening? Like, yeah. who, who, like, ah. Oh. And it, the, the sad part is that if it had worked out, the move, if he hadn't, if that move had worked, uh-huh. he would have been arguably the biggest hero for that entire Grand Prix, yep. and that would have been overtake of the day. He probably would have had a good position on Max to go into turn turn two to like. I don't think he would have gone past him, but he no. would have, could have challenged him for that like, right for that. But the only reason that would be overtake of the day is because it was an impossible overtake. They were yeah. three wide. Three mm-hmm. wide. I don't know if he knew that they were three wide, but Leclerc was way too close to him for him to start turning. The best. Mm-hmm. The best like, <laughs> in the, uh, see if it's in here, but at the in the cool down room, Leclerc was like, "I don't even know how I made it through the race today, boys." <laughs> like the person he said <laughs> as they're watching as they're watching the replay, and he goes, "Like yeah. I don't know how I did it." Well, but Ferrari did great this weekend, considering Quali and race. Yeah, considering where they, what kind of happened. I mean, like I, I don't know. I think like, it would have been cool. I think that if they had played it played a bit differently, uh, they could have gone P two. But I'm happy. I'm I'm, I'm surprised happy. that I'm you happy. would even want that. Well, just because just because Charles Leclerc on pole is one of the most useless things ever, and I want that to not be the case because I like Charles. He's a good good. He's you know he's a he's he's a perfect tragic hero. How would P uh, two <laughs> make it no, the, less the, useless? I don't know. It just it would have been the, more. At hope. this point, looking at sixteen win in a in a season, like they're they're all kind of useless beside <laughs> Verstappen. But I don't know. Yeah. I I kind of liked it. It was it was an order. expected pole position, not expected for the race in the season we've had this year. But just when you talk to anyone about Formula One, right, and you say what are the top three. You think Red Bull, Mercedes, Ferrari, right? And so to have a poll where I think this is the is it the first time this year that it's those three teams on poll. You mean on podium? Yeah. No, no, no. There's the middle one with Carlos Sainz, and I think there was. No, but like the Red combination Bull. of those three. Oh. Of um, one for Ferrari, one for Mercedes, one for Red Bull. I think. Let me. I double. think this is the first time this season. I'll I'll like get we've had Ferrari on yeah. on uh on podium, podium. no numbers of times. Yeah, I will double check that after I get through the list because we'll I'll start I'll do at least the top ten here. Yeah. How about just for people people who don't know, 
Max Verstappen, of course, win number 16. Broke his own record because if no one can break his record, he will do it himself. Yeah. Starts off at, at number one, so here we go. Congratulations. <laughs> That's the annoying sound of a Red Bull being opened. Here we go. Pour one out for Sergio Perez, if you so wish. Because <laughs> my boy said goodbye to his fans and, I don't know, maybe his career. Uh, I hope not, but... He probably did. Let's be honest. That was kind of sad to see see him, uh, you know, no. wa- wave goodbye to the fans because maybe that's that that's it. I mean, like you feel bad for the guy, but he at, at this point in his career, like he's had about the same a couple of years less than like Lewis Hamilton on the grid and like and like and um, Alonso. He's he's been long enough to know three wide with the car with everything. Yeah, pushing in time not to bl- not time not. It's not the time to play the hero. He's got the car to do that later in the race. Yeah. So it is entirely his own fault. So yeah. you kind of feel bad for that. But at the same time, I don't feel bad. I, I mean, got my boy Lewis in P2 yeah. with the fastest lap. I am so happy because he deserved. He should have had two back-to-back P2s, but we don't need to get into that conversation. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Wait, I know you're going down the top 10, but um, I don't have ADHD, but we're going to go with this for a sec. <laughs> Did, have we have we been on air since your birthday, you and I? Have we have no. we talked about the cake? No, we have not. Have we? <laughs> no, 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 no. We have not talked about the cake or anything like that. <laughs> so but I think at some point in this episode we need to talk about the cake. Do you want? Yeah. Do yeah. you want? Okay. How about? Do you, how, how about now? Yeah. Right now, yeah. because we got my boy on top here. We're talking about <laughs> him now. And then. So, um, for Taryn's birthday this year, not only did I get him a Lewis Hamilton air freshener, but um. Me and my guy decided to go to Dairy Queen, and you know how that you can get like pictures printed on cakes. Yeah. So we got one of the big rectangular ones and got uh, the picture of Lewis with the caption "Job done" when he's like, he's in his boxer briefs. Oh yeah. And like very little else on. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. And, it was, uh, <laughs> it was and Taryn ate it all. Yep. Really? <laughs> I went. I dove right first. I dove head first into it. You know. Any I mean? any uh, <laughs> brain freeze? No, 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 no. It was all warm. You know, it was all great. Warm. <laughs> all warm? <laughs> no, it was it was good. I didn't. Uh, nice I almost got the chocolate brain. interior. Yeah, there, yeah. <laughs> a little a little a little fudgy. You know. Mm. Uh, there we go. It was the best. It was the best part of the cake. You know. It was it was it was a pretty good package. All all, all together. Um, sure. We had we had a lot of that. We had a lot of that cake for a long time. Did like, you? Yeah. Well, we only yeah, because you your your brother also got a cake with yeah. <laughs> Mosey the cat. Yeah, with 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 the cat on so there. So you got you got two yeah, fake it ice was, cream cakes. They it's wow. December it's October thirtieth. We I think we finished it on the twentieth. That's when like one of us I think Reese texted it's me. It's almost a whole month. So ten yeah. ten ten days ago? Yeah. yeah, I think Reese texted me like, "I think the cake's finally done." But, <laughs> so. but he got it on the twenty third. That's that's like a whole month. Yeah, it was a good cake. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Uh, but yeah, speaking of the cake, Lewis Hamilton P two fastest lap, so he got nineteen, which makes nineteen points overall, which makes him only twenty points behind Sergio Perez in the drivers' championship. And the big question is that we'll go down maybe later: Can he do it? Three races to go. Brazil coming up. Uh, Vegas, which isn't really a racetrack, uh, <laughs> but okay, coming up, and then Abu Dhabi. 
you know, if the car t- stays good, maybe he can do it. But we'll get to that in a second. Because following him, rounding up, rounding out the podium uh, in P3, Charles Leclerc in his Ferrari, who was the pole sitter, and then now podium three. Great time. It was kind of good. Good run by Charles. Good drive. Was kind of hoping that the hard tires would warm up, actually, but they never did at the end there at the restart. Yeah, I was actually kind of worried because I was wondering which team would go on mediums to start the race, mm-hmm. uh, the, to restart the race on the red flag. And I was actually pretty shocked that Mercedes would take the medium route. Mercedes Lewis finished up on the medium tires mm-hmm. and was able to get good track position off of that and maintained it well. Mm-hmm. Got to give the guys some credit. Also, just everyone managing tires really well. P4, uh, Carlos Sainz, again in Ferrari. So P3, P4 for for Ferrari. Double points finished. That's always nice. Mm-hmm. Lando Norris, the driver of the day. Well-deserved well driver of the day. Well-deserved. Uh, he, he made some incredible moves yes, yesterday. Yeah, starting and, off. Uh, I, I, was, I was quite impressed. Yeah, started in P17. Yeah. And, and charged up the field with the pit stop all, all there. Finished up in P5 with 10 points. Best of the rest. Followed by George Russell in P6, Daniel Ricciardo, the dark horse of the race, we might say. Or he the, made some the, interesting the moves too. Yeah, did well, defended well. Yep. Um, I'm not sure I'd consider him a dark horse. That's just, okay. He's he's more <laughs> like you know the clown who got serious for a race. <laughs> well, yeah, I heard, I heard his his uh, in car audio. He was like, guys, just 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 leave me alone. I don't want any any. Yeah, no, he was at, he was actually yeah. focused. It's yeah. like when you have that um, that kid in the classroom that's like hard to focus, and then he finally gets the ADHD meds and like. Now he's top of the class. Yeah, he, yeah. He was probably told uh, right after P one, right after corner one, was like, if you finish in the points, you got a job. <laughs> you know, like you, you know, you got a chance, Daniel. No, because um, he he does have a lot of skills, but it, it does feel like a lot of his strong personality keeps him back sometimes. Yeah, so it was. I don't know. It was refreshing. I, I enjoyed. Yeah, I enjoyed watching him. I we we were making the joke of old Daniel just like pull over for Max when he was charging up the field and like and, and I think Reese was like yeah look at the the Alpha Tower have their airplane like pylons to guide them <laughs> on where to pull over <laughs> in a section and definitely borderline happened. Um, I do want to say on the note of Daniel Ricardo, we'll get to Yuki in a second here, but considering the fact that Yuki took a big grid penalty to bring in the the Red Bull engine that Daniel well at the time Liam Lawson took yeah. To bring that power unit in, the way Alpha Tauri um, handled the strategy of the weekend, knowing that penalty was there, the grid grid place, yeah. using Yuki to only to get into the quarter to get in him into Q two to give him the toad, knowing that we can sacrifice that that lap, that qualifying lap, was was great. That was yeah. such good strategy on to get your to get a wild card into the top ten into Q three. And it worked really well. And despite my my own facetious hatred for Daniel Ricardo, I don't really hate the guy. Which I don't understand. Look, I just think that, like, <laughs> I I respect when people just kind of wash up and just go, like, you know what, let's just go. And I would have, uh, you know, it's always nice to see new faces, new blood in, into the um, into the race. So, whatever. For the all my, all my, like, all my hate, I'm a hater. For oh. all my hate, it's nice to see old Danny Rick kind of show like a 2016 Danny Rick show up and it's nice to see that yeah so your your problem with Danny Rick is he's been in the game too long like I know you want to <laughs> twist my words too I'm, I'm like, just I'm know. just trying to understand you know as as a as a Hamilton fan yeah but and Hamilton also wins. also an Alonzo <laughs> fan 
You yeah. can't tell me Alonzo wins. Fine. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's just one of those things where like I think for me it's just the way Danny Danny It's the left. half yawn. Sure. Sure, I'll do that. <laughs> we'll, we'll let's just chalk it up to that and continue going as I close that down there. But um underneath Danny is your boy Oscar Piastri, P eight for this McLaren, which again, another in terms of team uh, dynamics, you know, Walter and I were actually talk uh, had talked about this on a previous episode of the fact that McLaren's power shift in their team, you know, with the new struck team management structure, you know, there's times where it works and times where it doesn't, where in terms of they're diverting um, who's in charge and what they're managing. Yeah. And it's worked out well for McLaren again. I think they did it before and it worked out really well. Um, I think it was, that was when Ben Lewis won a championship. They had this a similar power structure. And yeah, Andreas Seidel, now that he's finally get to kind of control the team and really put it in, into the way he wants it, fit, fix up the structure for what he wants, doing well. And good community. To, you know, Marion, you actually bring it up a lot about with, with Max and the Red Bull, but I feel like McLaren's Oh, they've got great communication. Yeah. I, I absolutely love their radio chatter. I like how they treat the drivers and, I, and, and the drivers with each other, right? just you don't get that that same sense of it's it's competing but it's competing as a team and as an individual right they're like hey piastri like if you can up the pace then go ahead stay on front if not you know it makes more sense to to let norris go ahead Mm -hmm. and it's it's not one of those like you're the least favorite son or anything like that it's just uh here are the facts and how do you want to play this and making the smart decisions to bring the team forward, which is something that you rarely see, or you rarely see it so blatantly, right? Most of the time, it always looks like there's a favorite driver, or it looks like there's a second son, or it looks like there's friction, or they don't agree with team decisions. With McLaren at the moment, it seems like everyone's on the same page, and even if that's not the case behind the scene, that's at least the the very professional image that they're showing, which is really nice. Yeah, like they were saying, um, even leading up to the race, specifically after um, Oscar won the sprint race, which again I forgot to say, congratulations to Oscar for winning the sprint race that one time. Uh, they said that like you know Oscar's communication levels is just very much okay. That's what the team needs me to do. That's the role I'm going to fit today. There we go. Yeah. And there's no there's no kind of like questions of you know for instance like. George is very famous for, uh, but what about me? Kind yeah. of kind of attitude <laughs> no. when they give him team orders, but and it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to watch Piastri next year, I think, because there there is a certain shift that happens between the rookie year and the second year, where the attitude changes. The first year is I'm the rookie, and so I'm gonna do what I'm told, and I'm gonna be a team player and all of that, and then you you often see that attitude be dropped in the second or third year. Well, especially if, like, let's... I don't want to put it out there too much, but let's say... And I think it's safe to say Norris is not going to get a win this year. He's come close, but I don't think he's going to get a win. But let's say he doesn't get a win. No one's getting a win. Yeah, no one's oh, <laughs> Don't. Something needs to be, don't, like, don't. majorly jinxed. Don't. Or wrong. No. For, like... No, Lewis... Lewis Lewis P1 Brazil any day of the week. That's my call. That's it's gonna that's, happen. It's gonna happen. It's a good call for 2024. It's gonna it's gonna happen. It's, it's, it's gonna a bad happen every. Call for this it's year. gonna happen every year until he wins his eighth championship. That's that's my <laughs> hope. Every year until he wins that eighth until he wins the tenth championship. That's what I, that's what I hope. It just retires. But um, 
No, so the point is, I don't think Norris is obviously Norris is not going to get a win this year. But if he next in terms of Oscars change next year, you know, it'll be interesting. Uh, They they both seem to be getting along well. They both seem to be level headed and on the same page as the rest of the team. And so right now it looks like a well oiled machine. It'll be interesting to see if that's still the case next year, which I hope it is, because Mm -hmm. I got a feeling that yeah, if if they keep going the way they're going, the big three next year are definitely not might not be thought of as Red Bull, Ferrari, and, and Mercedes. Which, by the way, I did look. This is the first time that all three are on podium at the same time. Okay, thank you, because I actually just found that too. Yeah. So <laughs> and, uh, this year I at scrolled least. through. So, like, all three teams have had podiums, and I mean, so has McLaren and uh, Austin Martin, right? So they they've had podiums. But it's the first time that we see one of each team on podium. Yeah. Okay. Which, That's really cool. That's really special. Yeah, it is. And I'm happy know. it's Charles. Because it's funny because I, I feel like a lot of people... It's all like, the number one drivers. I, listen, <laughs> I, I also... like. Don't get me wrong. I love Carlos Sainz. I think out of all the drivers so far this year, I think Carlos Sainz has impressed me most with his racecraft. Um, He's very smart. Yeah. I think it goes like Sainz and Piastri have impressed me most with what they can do with their car. Um, Alvin is up there probably right after Piastri, but, um, my kind of thing is like looking up Charles, the fact that literally Charles got into this because he was just a poor kid that was on a, on a track with, uh, this on the same track as a bunch of like some guy from Ferrari, uh, training Academy, his nephew was carting with Charles and he saw Charles and was like, who's that kid? And then that's what got him noticed. So he didn't come from, you know, like science comes from a racing family Max comes from a racing family. George has some racing family history and, and a little bit like that. Is this Charles is, not from Monaco? He is, but that he's not from like a rich part of Monaco. Or I guess it's all. There's not a rich part of there's Monaco. There's always like, okay, the come relative. On, come but on. I'm just saying that compared to some of the others who We who, literally had a guest call this place imaginary and fairyland. Yeah, but that's And that's, say that the place doesn't exist because it's all just <laughs> riches and you're telling <laughs> no, look, I'm not. Look, it's all a relative figure. But the point is, is that like he's not necessarily like he's not from this like grown up and racecraft like um, family, the same level as say others have been. So, point is, Charles Leclerc has an interesting backstory. Um, moving on to you know Oscar Piastri P8, Alex Albon, the Great Wall of Albon and Williams back in the points. P9 scoring picked up two, very nice. Uh, and then Esty Bestie down in P10. Which has a, my favorite part of the entire tire race. That was a weird. That was a weird, <laughs> weird. radio chat, right? Like, yeah. can, we, can we just talk about that for a second? Tell, like, tell, tell Haas I'm coming for them. Seven laps later, you're still behind them. Like, when's the move coming, yeah. bud? <laughs> even even uh, Nico Hulkenberg uh, replied on like he like posted something like, I "Guess he really loved my ass," <laughs> like looking at my rear or something. No, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, like, that's, yeah, no, that was that is that was so a little cringe. Uh, <laughs> what is it? I have the I have it here somewhere. It was, it it was so weird and and kind of just so out of the blue. Yeah, <laughs> and it went nowhere. Well, it like, came out of nowhere and it went nowhere. It just stayed there, just yeah. stuck for a bit. Yeah, and I understand like like if when watching that race again, he's very very close with them. It's trying to make a move, trying to make a move, and he's and he's not getting the move done through kind of the traditional safety measures, so to speak. So I understand the the video message is to kind of say like warn him that like I'm gonna go for a move. 
No. In that, I no. totally, I totally get that. That's what it no, is. No, that's that's but, a saving. That's a saving excuse. That's a. I'm trying to save face, so let's just rationalize it by yeah. saying this. But well, I'm sorry, the entire thing just sounded like. Could, let's I, go. Yeah, oh get, no, I'm not going. You quote. You can say to Haas that I'm going to go for it, so they better be ready. End quote. Twenty laps later, he got the move done. The tone of that message was not a message of for your information. Dude, it was so funny. This is what I'm planning and tell them that it might get a little dangerous. This was a I'm I'm calling it now, I'm calling my shot and it's gonna take me twenty laps to get that shot done. Yeah. Like if this was pool, he would have lost the game. Yeah, oh one hundred percent. Yeah, because he didn't get it done. Yeah, it's like, missed. oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call the corner shot. Nope. Twenty shots later, gets one in the corner. I called it. I did it. <laughs> it's like, oh, I did it. no, you didn't. Yeah. I love the, I love the commentary of like, I wonder what Charles and, uh, I wonder what Charles and um, Science are doing, and why they're not like putting an attack on. And I think, well, I think Walter, like, they're probably trying to decipher what Plan A, Plan B, Plan C is. They're all just figuring yeah, out what it is. They have a lot of plans. They, there's a lot. We've, we've. Like, I know we that have we the, don't see it for the other teams, right? Because they usually just say plan A, plan B. But, like, and we, Ferrari is just, like, they go down the list sometimes. Because there's, there's, there's so many contingency plans for when they mess up or they don't have. Like, well, they don't have it in stock for themselves, probably. But we've, like, not in the same race. But we have definitely gone through plan A to plan G this season. I've heard those. I've heard all of those ones. A, B, yeah. C, D, E, F, G all go through. I wonder if they're all for like different types of failure. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what if it's plan just, A is all right, and then it's yeah. Plan B breakdown. I wonder if it, plan I wonder, C. <laughs> I wonder how much of them is for their for their own mind games, and they've just mind game to themselves. So that's why I always get the strategy wrong. Ooh, what if there's only ever like two plans, right? Plan A and Plan Letter x plan recover right <laughs> and and whatever plan letter x is they just have it for that one race so it's like oh we're on plan h boys right and it psychs all the other teams out because they're like how many plans do these guys have and it's like they really just have two they just keep switching the letter of the second one every now and then yeah but when but when um, carlos goes on the radio in one of the races and he was like is that the one where i go to medium tires <laughs> and they're like yes we think so i think they don't even know but <laughs> we think so that's true that's, that did happen that was so funny I just, I, did you see there was one picture where i had um the one where science i think he like he had to retire the car or something yeah, yeah, yeah. and it shows him on the pit wall with in the, with the strategist for charles leclerc and like no wonder ferrari's strategy worked that race because science <laughs> was calling it <laughs> <laughs> there was this this ferrari strategy ones we can go on and on about this like all day it's just it never gets it never gets old it it's, never gets old to me it's 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 like reality TV, you know. It's a guilty pleasure of mine to just enjoy and watch. Yeah. And it's like I know it's gonna end badly. <laughs> <laughs> I know that what I'm watching is not good for my mental health or theirs, but yeah. it's great to watch. It's it's, un- it's, it's unbelievable. It's fascinating. It's, it's absolutely bonkers sometimes, but. Yeah. yeah. Um. Going then continuing on behind Esteban Ocon, his teammate Pierre Gasly. Uh, P11, then Yuki Tsunoda, as we just said, P12. Great. I just want to say, great recovery. You had a good, good penalty. You got a. T- that's a tough like area to be in. Yeah. Um. I will say that the P like 11 to P16 mar- area, the the racers, the drivers who are in there, that's a tight battle. 
between those drivers most of the time. So yeah, well, that's, that's where most of the overtaking kind of takes place, right? Yeah. Well, Logan Sargent, he was P12, and then I noticed, like, after the race, he was P16. Dude, they DNF'd him. I don't, yeah. I don't know why. Like, I, I was actually... Yeah, do we have any clarification on what happened with I, that? I have been searching for that pretty much most that was, morning. That was odd. Yeah, because when, when, I, when I was watching the race, like, he was P12, and then all of a sudden... At the checkered flag, he was P sixteen. Yeah, because there there was something that happened with his interaction with Stroll, I think, at one point. Because that oh. was that was a moment they had. Um, yeah, I, I really. Which was, I know Bottas and it, Stroll had a had a mo- they had a couple moments. Stroll had a couple moments with a yeah. couple of people. Yeah, <laughs> so Stroll had Stroll. Stroll's been having a rough time the last few. Like after in Qatar last season. Yeah, I was the last, last season. season. <laughs> but Qatar especially. After Qatar, his attitude really you know, I think I think he just finally is broke. Yeah. You know? I mean, okay, as as someone who poo poos on him a lot, right? <laughs> we do do um, that. We do do that. We do do that. Um but Oh, it was a ten plate he had a ten place grid penalty, so there was gonna just drop anyway, so there's no point in like Oh yeah. Oh. The Logan Sargent is the only driver to finish 30, 20, 26th in a 20-person race. Jeez. Ouch. Just, but see, just to say. That's, that's the thing. I think I think there's been so much, like, nepotism jokes with Stroll and so much of, like, he sucks, why do you guys keep him? That, like, these, these drivers aren't – they're not immune to criticism. They're mm-hmm. not immune to, you know, bullying. No. Um, and <laughs> – I mean, it is in the business to make fun of people who are doing poorly, and so I think I think a lot of that must be getting to his head, very understandably so. Yeah, and oh. I wouldn't be surprised that his attitude keeps getting worse and worse and worse because the worse he gets, the more of that he gets, because the more we make fun of him, which then just makes him, you know, do more. It's it's just a self feeding cycle. Yeah. Am yeah. I going to stop? Probably not. No. But look, every, <laughs> it's understandable. Every sport, every gathering of friends, every thing that has competitiveness involved in it mm-hmm. needs to have the punching bag. Mm-hmm. Well, and I wouldn't say he's the punching bag. I think Haas takes that. But yeah, but like it's getting, it's, you know, it's, it's about the same. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a speedball. You can there's a speed there's a speedball in a boxing gym. You know, yeah. you just and that's when I stroll. In the nicest way possible. You train a lot. You train really well on the speedball. You mm-hmm. get really good. But sometimes the ball still just has to get hit. Yeah. I, I don't, that's I don't, a really bad analogy. That's, that, that's, yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> that was, that's pretty bad. I really reached. For, I really did not plan that one. So I really reached. That, that was, yeah, that was something else. No, I, I think I think it depends also, like, how big of a platform is, is how much responsibility you have, right? Like, let's face it. We we have like one guy in Belgium that, or girl in Belgium that like downloads us, and then maybe a handful of people who actually listen. Our numbers have jumped up. Have they? Thank you, Gary. <laughs> so, Thanks, Gary. Love you, Gary. But Which he did really well. He had a he had a he had like an endurance race over the weekend in that. Oh, and, nice. Uh, he finished a uh, P five out of twenty. Nice. In his in his category, he's going up against. He was saying like going up against like full race, um, kitted out. Um, BMW M series is and his nice. wasn't that so 
Yeah. He did pretty well. Had a yeah. long stint. Gary's, um, I guess we've had twice now. Twice now. Twice yeah, now. twice. Yeah. Nice. Once with you, once with Cam. With uh, the Mission Raceway. Yep. Speed Fanatics. That's the guy. Gary. Yeah. So, so okay. Thank you, well, thanks for that. But I'm, I'm, uh, I'm hoping, right? And I, I don't know because this is going to be more on, on, on you than on me when this, you know, gets bigger. But... <laughs> I would hope that the poo-pooing <laughs> on on certain people or specific drivers would go down as the platform grows. Is my point, and so I don't, I don't necessarily like. I don't ever want to be punching down. Fair enough, right? especially with the fact that any I one of these people nobody. could find me and beat me up very yeah. easily. I'm, yeah, I'm literally a nobody. So me poo-pooing on Stroll, who's like got a millionaire daddy and is a race car driver, I'm like. Yeah, he's not. He he should not care what I. I will. Think. S- I will say in January, w- in January when I'm in the UK, I am going to say so much good stuff about Christian Horner because <laughs> I'm be very close to where he. Not so much close to where he lives, but at any point the guy could drive down and, <laughs> and, and knock me out. But let's be honest, he won't drive down and knock me out. He'll get his wife to do it. He'll beat. He'll be. She'll like. That's a good. That's more of an. That's more of an intense intense you knockout. That's more of an intense knockout. Do you think I could survive the weight of her wallet hitting my face? No way. That's a for sure knockout. That's Oof. smart on him. Oof. That's why he's team, prin- team principal, and I'm just a lowly right, Christian Horner. If you're ever listening to this, Taryn will be at UE. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Come find me next semester. I I honestly no Come joke. In the most all since sincerity, I think spending just to have an hour long conversation with that man would be one of the greatest conversations you could have. Christian Horner? I, like, I, you I, would, don't I don't know. I think you I don't just know. I, I think it depends on how much time he's got to give. Right? Yeah, if and, and how engaging if, the conversation is too, right? How engaging it is, but he seems like one of those people that's very task-oriented. And my experience with trying to have casual conversation with task-oriented people is that they're always thinking about what needs to get done next, which is one of the reasons he's such a great team director is because he's he's wired that way. But I don't know that um, that would be the best. I'd, I'd rather have an hour with a comedian. Yeah, that's fair. You know, and and maybe that's just my personality. But I don't I don't need someone to just be focused on what they need to do after they're done talking to me. Um, and I'm not important enough in Formula One for me to be worth the full attention. So well, don't say that. Understandably, in my so. opinion, you know what? This involves Formula One, and you're pretty important to me. Y- you, you remember go. how I said that, like, our opinion doesn't matter? That's not the point, okay? <laughs> my opinion always matters. <laughs> this is, you, come into my, you, you come into my house, <laughs> you, my opinion matters. Uh, okay. Our speaking opinion of, doesn't matter because we're small. Yeah, speaking of I small and, P th- and things that don't really matter, Nico Hulkenberg and P13 mm. with his Haas. What a, that was a solid segue, in my opinion. That was, uh, that that was, was smooth. That was smooth. <laughs> yeah, P, Nico Hulkenberg and P13 <laughs> with Haas. You know, Good on you. Obviously, there was four, one, two, three, four, five kind of DNFs, but um, still, still pretty solid. Put the Haas where he needed where he needed to go. Could have had, I, I think, just pit stop strategy I wise. I think P thirteen, like that's that's pretty good considering most of the time, most of the time, the psychology of seeing your teammate crash is going to get to you and especially like he's driving the same car and it was a car failure yeah. Yeah. it wasn't a driver failure which means 
every turn. He's he's yeah. thinking he's like he's wondering, is this going to let go on me? Yeah, is my card next to go? So bringing a Haas to P thirteen under that psychology, nuts. good on him. Nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Behind him, Jokan Yu, and then P14, Valtteri Bottas, P15 for Alfa Romeo. You know, didn't finish last, boys. There you go. But um, a terrible weekend for Aston Martin. Oh, uh, we'll, technically, we, no one could finish last after Paris. Yeah, we Turn will. One made sure. Yeah, we'll get to Aston Martin very quickly here. <laughs> um, then we have Logan Sargent with a DNF, and then followed after him. By Aston Martin and P seventeen Lance Stroll P eighteen or not not complete by Fernando Alonso mm-hmm. and then behind him Kevin Magnussen and the Haas and then Sergio Perez who takes the lol cow of the week. Yep. Yeah, yep. I mean, what a move, Sergio. I mean, I would say like it was a it was a risky move and it didn't pay off for him. I mean, I if I was in the driver's seat of his car, I don't think I would have tried that move that early i mean i would have like saved saved my stuff yeah it's hard I mean, to it's tell though isn't it yeah the, the thing is like home races home races they're not the most pressure a driver feels but they're the more emotional a driver feels right if you win it's the best day of your life if you lose it's the worst day of your life yeah and I don't know. It's a different kind of pit, uh, of pressure in that cockpit. I'm not. I'm not sure that I would have done anything better. Um, in, in fact, probably not, because I got into one of the simulators once, and I mean, I crashed a car after five seconds. But <laughs> <laughs> was I made to be a race car driver? No. No. <laughs> I did pretty well in one one time that I got in the simulator. Yeah. I was pretty proud of myself. Oh, I totally. I was so used to Mario Kart. I'm like, okay, so I floor it and pretend there's no brakes. It's like, yeah. no, that's not how you do it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a nuts it's a nuts time in that sense. But my my point is, it's a shame. We've seen worst mistakes. Mm-hmm. I think it's just the accumulation of everything of this being a bad mistake on turn one, on round one of the home race. It matters so much that he's got to he's got to get these points, especially after you know. I I feel like some of the some of the things that have been said through the season, mm-hmm. right, might add pressure as well to you need to prove as a as a mexican driver in a mexican race that like you are the top dog yeah and no and one no mexican drivers ever won the home grand prix no I, yeah I mean, no and, and still I think, stands today i think that was unrealistic pressure to put on him that people were saying that all week mm-hmm. right as a reminder of like hey by the way you should do this and it's like yes he's driving a red bull but he's also teamed with Max Verstappen. Yeah, and his yeah. dad. Like, I love his dad, but like, my God, man, don't say that stuff. You know, hear his dad said. No. His dad. Okay, let's see if I can Perez's? find. Perez's. Yeah. You know what? He before. I want to. I want to find this. We're gonna take a short break. I was like, gonna find what Perez's dad said, and then we'll come back and uh, discuss that because it's pretty. It's great. I love the dad support, but like, man, mm-hmm. you talk about pressure. It adds more to it. Green flag at the back. The long run to turn one is five lights away. And the Mexico City Grand Prix is go with a good reaction time for the Ferraris. But Max Verstappen is trying to dart between the pair of them. The slipstreaming that we normally see is not happening. Verstappen's got a good launch. He's already up to second. I reckon that's the race lead in the inside line. Checo Perez trying to go around the outside. He's made contact. He's made contact with Charles Leclerc into the first corner. Perez. 
Paris spins oh round. Leclerc goes God. over the road and takes back P1, but he overtook on the grass and he's got damage, damage. at the front of the car. Max Verstappen turns you P3 know, on the grid. To the before we jump into to Sergio Perez and that P1 bit, that was the opening lap of the race. Yep. I just want to say, my God, that RB19, when he gets a slip, not just when he gets a slipstream, but just any day of the week. Like. Yeah, no, it's what a, uh, what a beautiful machine and great combination. Like the how he that opening for Max Verstappen, it was absolutely that like was masterclass of, of driving. And I yeah. hate that I have to say that, but I also Which, love that I have to say it too. <laughs> okay, did it seem odd to any of you though that like he put that much effort in going into first place, right? But then he went into the pits so early just to like not be in first place again. Max? Like, yeah, was that yeah. odd to you guys? That, I, like, I, I, think just, I think he was doing that. Look, Red Bull's just always really good with the undercut. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I think that like... He went in lap 20. Like he, a, a good yeah. a good few laps before anyone else. Yeah. I, were, I found it kind of odd, yeah. It, it was. I, I, I felt that it was just one of those, we know that he can, if anyone could do it and make 51 laps on hard tires work this season, it's Max Verstappen. Yeah. And I think they were just trying to cover that off because by the time that the others would for he there's force a pit stop, he'd get his he'd get his like time back up. I think it was definitely like an overcut um move. And it kinda paid off. It if did. It, if it hadn't it been did. for the red the I don't Although it, it's hard to tell for Stappen and a Red Bull. Yeah. Um <laughs> but it's just I don't know. It was odd for me in contrast to their strategies up till now, which has always been to get him in first place, have the clean air. And then get him a good 20, 25, 30 seconds ahead of second place. Pit stop then and keep first place. Yeah. I don't, maybe they just wanted right outside of, chance. of when he started at the back. I forget what trace that was. But outside of that one, like we rarely see him actually being behind anyone. Mm-hmm. So it was it was just weird but, for it yeah. to be like why. But he, was, he started on the mediums this one, right? Yeah. Started on the mediums. He started in P three. I think they planned on him potentially having more overtaking to do in the first few laps, and it was a really the track surface is really hot. That really was just the mediums and hards. That time soft was so bad. Yeah, I wouldn't. So I wouldn't, they would just melt. Yeah. So I think it was just. I think they were just trying to like cut off something. I think they were trying to play a con. And it kind of worked out until the safety car when everyone had it. But even then, it worked yeah. out. So, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to really judge Red Bull strategies when they always work out, mm-hmm. <laughs> which really bugs me. Yeah, that's that's true. Because like it could be a, a bad strategy, but the car and the driver are quite superior as a combination in comparison to the other cars yeah. we have at the moment. That like. We've, we've seen it happen where it's like, hey, Max, you start at last possible place and you still make it P2. Yeah. <laughs> like Starting what, with P14 and, one? And the, one only, the only one you didn't have time. I think he started P15 in a race. Yeah. He, he needs to, I want him to start like one more, like P16 or P10 like or something. Um, because then if he starts in one of those races and then wins the race, he would break another record that is currently held by Fernando Alonso. Um, and the most wins, w- most race wins starting from another, from non P1 positions. Mm-hmm. Got nine. 
needs 10. Max needs 10 to break that record. But just to get back to Sergio Perez for a second, I mean... Speaking (laughs) of Sergio Perez... Back to the man of the hour. Go ahead. Uh, Go ahead and buy me that time again. Um, You know, I I, I thought... Yeah, so sorry. Just interrupted him. I thought that uh, um, I thought Sergio was gonna go over when he when when he hit when he got hit there by like flip yeah oh yeah I I thought he was gonna flip yeah the car got pretty high up in the air and usually a car that gets that high up in the air would flip but it's the G um, it's it's because of the gravity points so um the 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 cars aren't it's the same reason you can tip a smart car really easily yeah right? is because by wheel spread and by height they're really tall for the amount of spread that they have so you can flip it easy because the gravity like uh center point gravity center mm-hmm. is much higher on them for formula okay, one yeah. cars they've designed them so that the gravity point is uh the gravity center is is very low yeah and so it's it's like trying to flip a piece of paper while it's um, uh, in midair. Yeah. Right. It can happen, but it's a lot harder just because everything is so much more spread out and the the gravity point isn't as high up from the ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's. Uh, I I'm glad that he did not flip. By the way. Yeah. Um, it would have been more. I think it would have been more more devastating if he had flipped over and you know i gotta really commend the uh, mexican fans though for staying for the race after after paris dnf um i mean other than the fact that they booed and started fighting ferrari fans well and, yeah and i mean we don't let's like commend it. that wait, shall wait, we? Wait, we don't wait, need to wait. We, we don't need to commend well, that what part what would you expect them to do though just get up and leave they, they paid, did they did in the past they did in the past they did in the past in 2021 they, and that yeah and like yeah when when uh people left they they left they have a history oh, of leaving like i haven't watched the 2021 yeah but yeah that so, was the one season i missed um but yeah just just uh just a great, great by the fans for not leaving, but not so great that they started fights. I mean, I don't think you should start fights at a at a race just because your your favorite drivers out of the race. I mean, I I think that's un- that's precisely what you start fights. I don't, un- I don't un- know un-classy. that we can as Canadians as Canadians on the West Coast. I don't. Didn't we have a riot because the Canucks lost? Yeah, <laughs> but that wasn't that wasn't necessarily <laughs> because of Vancouver Vancouverites. That was because other people came in from outside of the city specifically yeah. to start riots, no matter what happened. Yeah, that was like the whole thing. Yeah, that's that's like at the same time, I don't defend it because yeah, we still did that. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah, I don't defend I don't, it either. Vancouver has a bad, honestly, Vancouver has a bad sports culture, and yeah. I will admit, I will for, be the first to admit that. My my point wasn't so much Vancouver as just you know Canada in, in general and and fandoms in general in sports. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think it's 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 not that it's good or bad, but it's completely predictable that there's going to be fights when people have heightened emotions. And yeah. Yeah. But speaking of, speak, speaking of good fandom, Sergio Perez's father on after qualifying yeah, uh, on the 28th. Yeah. Yeah. It, made, it makes the whole thing, the whole event of, of Checo crashing worse. When in an interview, Perez senior says, quote, this is the best relationship with a teammate Checo has ever had in his career in formula one. Checo will certainly drive for another 10 years with Max in the same team. And in these 10 years, Checo may win a world championship. 
I like that my son competes with the best driver in the world, and the best driver in the world is currently Max Verstappen. That's what mm. Checo, that's what Perez Sr. says. Uh, Wait, I don't get it. How does that make things worse? Because it's just talking about like how he's he's like, it's got 10 more years. He can win a world championship in, within these 10 years. He's hyping him up, hasn't it? And then Perez bins it first corner of, of the the race the next day after all this. I'm just adding on to the point the, of having 10 years, though, to, <laughs> you've got time to improve. Yeah, but I'm just saying adding on to the pressure of yeah, to no, perform in your it. home race. Mm-hmm. That's what that's where that came from. So well, that it was just rough. yeah, it just gets more and more rough, and you feel for the guy. But at the same time, and did you hear the dejection in the crowd when Perez crashed? Like, yeah, oh, dude, it, it was, was it was heartbreaking in some it was ways. Gut wrenching for everyone yeah, watching. Like it was. I I felt really bad for him because you know he took a chance and it didn't pay off. I think also Chaco doesn't have. As much of a love or hate fandom, no, right? You you've got drivers that are loved, and then you've got drivers that people love to hate, like Max, and like <laughs> like Ricardo, like yeah. Max, like Kevin uh, Hamilton, Kevin Magnuson. You know where it's like you've got you've got fans that love to hate them, and then you've got fans who just love them. And when something like this happens to someone who has a majority of just fans who love them yeah right it's it's gut-wrenching because you don't even have the satisfaction of having a large portion of the fandom be like laughing about it yeah right that would obviously make it worse for the driver Mm -hmm. right but for the sport for the fandom in general like that's that's there's a certain amount of satisfaction that comes with that Whereas, like, you don't even get that. Everyone everyone who wasn't even a Red Bull fan or a Paris fan felt gut-wrenched by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And felt for the guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I'm like, I'm legit- legitimately just watching this over and over again on repeat. And it's just like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. If you would. Really, really just let that trauma just, sink just in. Really, right? Yeah. Just really, just really let it, you know. <laughs> but the. You love to see it. The, uh. The cra- the uh, the Magnus Magnuson crash like that that was, that was I think the scariest one that was a scary crash that was scary yeah. especially on the replays when you saw that like there was like, absolutely nothing he could do he no. was he was along for the ride yeah like, and, how, he, and how crumpled it was he yeah. after he slammed into that was it the wall was it the tire Which, barrier yeah it, it was it was the pretty hard the wall yeah but I forget what's called though Stefan yeah no, not Teflon but but Haas Haas is a good pretty good record when it comes to really scary looking crashes and people yeah. just walking out from them yeah it's because the car is built like lego i was yeah. surprised he, he <laughs> walked he walked quite literally they, mu- the they must they must be all yeah. connected by like ball joints so they just snap in like bionicles at yeah. this point no and that's and that's the thing it's right he, he walked out of there went on like a little bit further away and then just, just like, sat there just sat there and, was... and tried to process and th- and that's that's what i was so I, I figured out what I was trying to say before, where when you have a driver error, you have time to brace for it. I think there's a certain, a different type of adrenaline and shock that happens when there's a traumatic event that your brain doesn't understand. Mm-hmm. When you have a crash and it's driver error, sure, there's the initial shock, there's the adrenaline, but then your brain can kind of understand what happened. I turned at the wrong time. I did this. There was someone beside me, you know, whatever. But when there is nothing that the driver did, your brain just can't compute 
Mm-hmm. And that feels like that would be so much more terrifying and a different kind of shock than just a typical crash of yeah. I didn't press the brakes on time or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's and like the camera couldn't catch it. No. That was that was that was the part where like when the camera realized the cameraman realized what was happening too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um that split se- like not even a split second and life flashes before your eyes. Yeah. 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 No, it must have been terrifying. Yeah. Look, he's like again, this is another one of those like Taryn, how can you say you like this person when all you do on this show is hate the guy? <laughs> At the same time as much as I hate Kevin Magnuson, I don't hate again hates the strong word as much as i tease and poo poo on kevin magnuson poo poo <laughs> on kevin magnuson um like it, look the guy's putting in what he needs to put in for the team uh in a way and you know he, he's come back when the team needs it he's been a solid driver for them in the past this year the, you know, the last few years is a bit wonky with everything going on but like real talk and a real question next season alfa romeo joins haas as a team, they become a f- big, heavy financial backer for the team. It's I don't know if it's going to be Alfa Romeo Haas. I assume it's probably going to be Haas Alfa Romeo. Mm-hmm. Now you got the driver lineup of Nico Hulkenberg, Kevin Magnussen, Alfa Romeo, and other series is not necessarily like F one, but uh, recently F one. But they have a good driver school. They usually partner up with Ferrari with their driver school. Yeah. They have a good pool of drivers that they've been like building up. Do you? can you think of or do you expect maybe some driver change up with a Haas and Alfa Romeo whether Alfa Romeo asks for a driver to one of their drivers to be brought up and replaced um, and that and if you do who do you kick the bucket who do you give them Nico Nico you kick Nico yeah I say the opposite I, 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 I say Magnuson I don't I don't say that that's what I would do but I think that that's, that's what would do, that that's will happen that's what would happen just because um, Magnuson's relationship with Haas is much longer standing and they've had their their rough spots and come out of it still being together in the sense of uh, Magnuson being let go for for a Kicking while. The door and then, and yeah, yeah, and then and then coming back. And then him coming back to the team and still driving for them, right? And I think that once you've gone, like once you know your driver, you you know that during the bad times they're predictable and during the good times they're predictable. You know what to expect of them. Yeah. I think your first your first thought of if I need to replace one of the two is not going to be the one that's been there for years. It's it's gonna be the other. Right? The, the younger yeah, but one. Been been one been there for years and have has done like next to nothing. You know, he hasn't gotten the podium. I mean, it's a Haas. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. But Haas, <laughs> Haas in twenty six, like Haas when they first came in twenty sixteen, was a wild card because they were they were snatching points from drivers that with Roman Grosjean, yeah, where they didn't think so. And then it wasn't until twenty eighteen that they really petered off badly. I mean, Grosjean was a wild card though. It was yeah. either either he was doing really well, either he was crashing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like if you actually look at the history, uh, I'd be I'd be curious because. I think that if we actually critically looked at Haas driver's history of point scoring, Kevin Magnussen is not Haas's most consistent point scorer. No. I don't think he is. No, absolutely not. Again, I haven't looked at all the history. I haven't looked at the rules and yeah. all the stuff. He might have had one year. He might be the overall most points because he got some really good finishes in some years. But like consistently okay, but, speaking. But 
if I'll, I'll, I'll flip the question around, right? If, um, if Austin Martin had to get rid of one driver, who would they get rid of? Don't, don't. <laughs> See, and that's the thing. That's the thing. You say, know, I, you know, you want them to get rid of Stroll, but you know that yeah. they would get rid of Alonso. My yeah. my point is that this is not just a mathematical decision for the team. A certain amount of psychology is needed when you're looking at, you know, are they going to let someone go? Or are they going to keep? If they choose to let one of them go, I think that they will choose for Nico just because of their history with Magnuson, not because he's the better driver. But just because of the history that they have, that yeah. they don't with Nico. That's um all good points. The, the thing with with Aston Martin, though, I will say is that I I would, you know, you hated that question. What you hated that question? I did because you're, you're <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but I would say like with Aston Martin, that's it's a really interesting example because in like Aston Martin's news mainly is putting a lot of questions on the stroll uh, mm-hmm. on the strolls plural and i think i still don't think i still think lawrence stroll is going to eat whoever challenges him um for chairman of aston martin alive in front of it, all the rest of the board just to prove a point but i also think that like the questions of them being a team with lance as the driver are already in check and already putting the the shareholders into question of what they want for that team i think they already have two of their big sponsors have asked to be are dropping out and yeah. they're being replaced. Coins, uh, their clothing brand, uh, Con Cognizant, and I think their oil supplier have left. Yeah. So two of your big, massive money money shareholders are leaving because they and like they've said, the team is not performing to what we were bought into. Yeah, yeah. Not in those Which, words, but yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Austin Martin's a, a weird, weird card at the moment yeah. to yeah. try to predict. Because it, like, it could go a lot of different ways. I think that if there was a decision to let go of Lance, right, um, for the benefit of the team, I, I don't, I don't know. Do I, I don't, I don't know Papa Stroll well enough to know at what point is his son costing him too much money. Yeah, I I don't know. It's um, got to be getting to that point soon, though. There's yeah. there's there's a line. There's probably a line somewhere, and you're talking about a businessman that has to pick between his business investment and his son. And uh, you know his his take interview. The we know what the you know? <laughs> maybe we know what the Disney movie would do. Yeah, his, take his, right? his oh, interview. He thinks that, they at, both quit and go Qatar live happily didn't really ever help ever. either. No, Lance's no. That's yeah. I think that's the whole. I think that's what. Put, really has put the nail in the coffin in some ways, yeah. or that will be the nail in, cof- in the coffin if they really come to a harsh decision before the end of the year. Is that? But on asked on the asked on that trend, this is I'll be honest with you, it's a joke of a question, uh, but I just want to pose it. Humor me in the pose and I'll humor you. posing it. Do you pose think it. Aston Martin has been slowly degrading, devolve, uh, evolving backwards so that they can? hedge off their bets in development time in the development window for next season so they have more time to develop the potential problems they see in the car for to have a stronger season and knowing mclaren's history when they start to mid-season develop really well mclaren's always developed pretty good on their cars throughout the season but knowing that typically they fall off at the beginning Mm -hmm. each year do you think aston's kind of going like you know what we'll take that p5 development time 
we've got we've got a good solid window when there's there's no way they're getting lower than p5 with 236 points in the constructors alping behind them is 101 mclaren's now past them by 20 points yeah do you just kind of go like you know what we need more development we need more development window to get into the top three next season let's just see yeah, what the problem is maybe i don't think you like and if so i think that's another that call that decision is another decision and call that the shareholders are kind of going to be like mm, what mm, yeah. <laughs> you know well it's it's an odd strategy right because you're saying like because of the way that the constructors work in the sense that the better you do the less the less time you have to develop mm-hmm. right it's an odd strategy to be like, no, 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 but it's good that we're not doing better than McLaren, right? Yeah. It's it's a very odd strategy, and I imagine for a lot of investors, they're like, I'm, if, if that is their strategy, I'm not saying it is because I don't know, but I see what you're putting down. If it's their strategy, I could see that scaring a lot of people. Yeah. Because it's such an odd one. You're saying we have to not try as hard today so that we can win tomorrow, which you would think makes sense. But when you're looking at racing, when you're looking at cars, when you're looking at investment, when you're looking at, you know, you still make make more money if mm-hmm. you do better, but you gain more development time if you do worse. Yeah. And especially after they just put a humongous bid to get their Valkyrie, they're like basically their F1 car, the yeah. production F1 car, to be licensed for the World Endurance Championship in 25. In twenty six, they're they're hoping to join it. Yeah, between in those two years, so it's it's yeah, it's, it's an odd position. It yeah, it's, like I think in almost any other sport, you would have to play with that theory a little bit more. Like football and basketball, specifically NBA and NFL, tanking is a real thing. But and even in the NHL, tanking is a real thing. But mm-hmm. in F one, I don't think tanking a season. Unless you're in like the Alfa Romeo and Williams strategy, is that or Haas? Then? Or Haas even? I mean, but Haas, Haas has been tanking every year. Well, yeah, so but <laughs> it's not working. Wasn't that their whole? Uh, that was last year. Last year's plan, and the, right? And, and was this year to too. Just throw it away and hope that this year was better. Yeah. And then yeah, because they knew so much, and I think this year they just had like the Austin, like the the, the upgrades they brought in Austin, which are, have been doing relatively well. In terms of making their pace consistent for Austin Martin, for, Ast- for Haas. Um, okay, I was gonna say yeah. I, th- I thought they were doing better when they took off the upgrades. Yeah, but then the car fell apart because they had usable parts. Right, <laughs> so, right, but uh, right, Haas right. using Haas's upgrades in Austin seem to have done what they want them to do. Yeah, but and that and that was like their last major. That's their last upgrades that they're ever going to bring. They say so they're doing it again. Where like they know where they are. They might as well just like end it. And hope that the development, the more development window and budget will work. But yeah, it's because yeah, it really is an odd system that you don't see in a lot of sports. Yeah, it's right? because the winners win more but have less to work with for next year. And yeah, the losers win less or nothing, but then have more well, to work with for next year. I mean, it, you kind of see it in other sports. Like if you make the playoffs and finals, you're not getting good draft picks. You're not getting the same level of, of in the gym time with your athletes. Uh, mm-hmm. Because in, in training specifically, I'm talking mostly the NBA. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll admit but, I know nothing of sports, so this is all news to me. Yeah, so like that is a pretty typical thing. But I feel like with F1, the development window time is a huge number. Like it really is after like from P4 to P5 is a pretty big window of development time. Yeah, yeah. It goes up by like 
ten percent compared to like up between those like between one, two, three, and four. It's like five ish. Yeah. yeah. But also the money that you get for P four versus P five is pretty it's big. Pretty big. Like it's a pretty big it's a much bigger purse. So you would think that like you'd want to take the money, pay your shareholders out, and get more money in to develop better throughout the season. Unless than, unless you have a unless, secret ace up the sleeve. Unless you have investors lined up. But you know yeah. the right, thing which if they are doing a merge with Alfa Romeo. Well, that's Haas specifically yeah. we're talking about. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm talking about Aston Martin in that right. sense. Sorry. In 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 that kind of the last sense. But yeah. We were talking about both teams. They crossed over in my head. For they're a they're in the same position. Yeah. Uh, wise, um. No, wise. for for Aston Martin, I don't I don't know. Maybe maybe they do have more investors lined up. Yeah. Hard who, to tell. Who knows? I can tell you that you you won't see that in in NASCAR because. NASCAR, it's it's thirty six races, but it's twenty six regular season races, ten playoff races, and the goal for a lot of the teams is to be in the top sixteen by race twenty six to make the playoffs, and then the goal after that is to win the championship. So you don't really have time to develop, you know, in NASCAR like. In NASCAR, like you, I, you basically get one, sh- basically like one shot to like yeah. do do something. And I don't watch NASCAR, so yeah. I could be completely wrong. But they're not building a whole car every year. They are actually. It it yeah, surprisingly they built they built they they, they, they do are they? yeah yeah they are. Um, they they right. they spend like um like in the off season like. The off season's about two to three months long. Yeah. And they spend that time building the next season's car. So when the off season starts after uh this this upcoming race in Phoenix, they'll already be working on twenty twenty four's cars. Yeah. Um All right. Uh yeah. like I said, I, I don't I don't watch any NASCAR. I've got no idea. Yeah. How. yeah. I, I know about the history. I know how it came to be. Yeah. Oh, um, oh don't we all? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> have, but I, have I told you? You, you told us I this. Love it. It's a great, it's a it's, great time. I love it. But I yeah. have a question for both of you. Uh, in the third incident that happened, who do you think is at blame between Lance Stroll and Bottas? Because I, oh, I'm kind of, I remember that one. Um, I forgot that those two were. You know, neither, n- neither do I, just because. <laughs> you know what? Neither one really matters much. Yeah. But you know uh, what? You know what, Cam? I found the clip for us here on Civil Radio One One Point Seven FM. So here I will play it for you. Awesome. Into the thirteenth corner, and that is going to be a spin round for Lance Stroll and Bottas making contact with the Aston Martin, and that is clumsy stuff. But great action for the thirty thousand sat in this part of the racetrack. So yeah, um, do you want me to play that again for you, Mary Orange? Can you and can you slow it down? I can't really slow it down, unfortunately. But there should be a little on the settings thing, a little s- a little playback thing. loop, playback. Okay, yeah, here. Oh, here we go. I'll play half speed. Yeah, I just this. I just need a good look. So yeah, okay. Here we go. Half speed. So I'll talk like. <laughs> Yeah, because it's no fun to, to do half speed if you don't. You do don't like this. Okay, so we're going coming in. Mm, his so Stroll's axles aren't technically past 
Bottas's into the corner. Stroll was also a little bit more on the racing line there. But yeah. that's the thing. Yeah. Wait, let's let's see. This isn't the best angle. In my, in my opinion, yeah. I I think I think Bottas should have just let Stroll go because Stroll had the position. It's it's hard to tell because they both went really wide on it. Yeah, and, yeah, and awkwardly so. Um, I'd have to rewatch the race from one of their point of views. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd have to rewatch it multiple times and then get licensed as a steward for me to make a definitive. Yeah. Um, call on that one it, it seems i don't know because at the beginning Bottas is more on the racing line but then he really does get out of bounds right yeah and then strolls on the racing line but then Bottas needs to get back in so it's like but how much the, the real question is i find is with that one incident is how much like where where does the space come in because if it's Bottas's corner if he Bottas has the racing line and has the right of way so to speak, of the racing line going into the corner, then he, I think technically by the rules, he has it and going into the corner at the apex, he technically is entitled to have it going out of the corner. But if um, Stroll's axles are in line or past his at the apex of the corner, yeah. it strolls. And so I think it's one of those just like racing incidents. At the end of the yeah. day, I don't think there's any it's, penalty that needs to be added. No, but it's, it's just an odd one. Like, um, also, yeah. like you're looking at a double turn, right? Yeah. And Bottas was on the racing line for the beginning of turn, the first one. But then he gets the- out and then strolls on the racing line for the beginning of the second turn. But in between those two, what points the end of the turn and the beginning of the next turn is, is a little hard to determine because they're they're zigzaggy yeah yeah it's a chicane like yeah chicane thank you i prefer zigzaggy ones (laughs) my esl is Um, is just but that's a french that's a that's a latin word but (laughs) you you heard the commentators say clumsy driving yeah yeah and that's that's, i wonder who who they were referring to in as the the clumsy driving is it clumsy driving? I mean, it on, could be both. Yeah, on both. Is to, it to be on, on on stroll? Is it on? I think when Bottas? it's not clear, when it's not clear, it's probably both. Yeah, yeah. Right. You can usually tell. Like I, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a steward. I'm not that well versed in the rules. Yeah. I, I enjoy Formula One more for the engineering aspects. Yeah. But if I can't say. Who's who's who who messed up? Then it's probably safe to to consider that both of them did. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was clumsy, but it looks clumsy on both. It looked awkward. So would you just yeah. would you both just call that a racing incident? Or yeah. yeah, I mean, like the only way you could really penalize either of them, I would, in my opinion, I probably would give it to Bottas a bit more for being the more experienced racer. Mm-hmm. But at the same time. Um, they're they're both entitled, questionably entitled to, to be. Stroll. Yeah, they're like it's, it's just really, because you like to poo poo on him. Just because no, because no. <laughs> um, he ruined Aston Martin's chance at other glory. Comeback. Just because I I I'd give it to Stroll and I'd make it like ridiculous, just to really <laughs> assert that I am a steward and I can do whatever I want. <laughs> oh my god! Because that that does seem to be the case. Yeah, most of there the time. would end up being no no penalty for either driver on, on they would both have to they, no one marianne her sentence would be that they have to do a lap with sprinklers and mini <laughs> to see who really you have to take this corner in a mini cooper with soaked oh, with no, a soaked track no. to see how well you do no 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 if we're if we're, if we're gonna if we're gonna hash it out with racing then it's gonna be foot racing at that point 
<laughs> Let's go. Just a foot race. Bring the gladiators yeah. back. Well, you know, but you know, Bottas has whoever a whoever can finish the lap. But Bottas has a leg up on that punishment because he doesn't have a broken toe or a foot. You know, so <laughs> he's got more stuff. Honestly, like, I don't. Stroll's foot is no longer broken, is it? I don't know. Still? Apparently, his hand is still broken this entire time. I don't know. Maybe I didn't think about that, but I don't. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe that's what it's gonna be. Because that would be a good way to save face. Is I'm not getting rid of my son because he sucks as a driver. Lance Stroll is just gonna he's time to heal, retire or or step back for a year or two because he needs to heal. Oh my god, it's a it's a great political move. What a what a what a strategy what a strate- what a political strategist. Right. Tra- I, was right. Want, I, was I, I should get hired. <laughs> I should get yeah. hired by Austin Martin. I'll be like, this is how you save face and save your investors. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? There we go. It's, you didn't uh, get fired. You're taking yeah. time to heal. Yeah. People love that story. Yeah, that's self care. That means you could potentially have a comeback. We yeah. we kind of, we kind of talked about this last week though. Um, like what should happen with Lance next season? Like, should he still be in the car or no. should he be replaced? Like, but I want to kind of get your thoughts, Marianne, since you weren't here last week. Well, should for the benefit of who? For the benefit of uh, Aston Martin. Well, then, then and, he, uh, mm. he's literally what, co- which, literally has cost which, you a P three in the championship. No, no, but which benefit of Aston Martin? Right? Sponsorship wise. Sponsorship wise of who is what I'm getting at. Either way, Aston Martin loses. Either they lose a bit of money by keeping Stroll, or either they lose their biggest investor and and get rid of Stroll. Like, yeah, it's it's a lose lose. No one, no one's winning. So I don't know what they should do. I, I think that it's either going to be a very diplomatic resolution, or they're going to do nothing about it and just keep going and and hope that he gets better with time. Yeah. Because what's best for Austin Martin is probably to still be a team. Yes. Which I'm not sure would happen without Stroll's money. That's uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's it's definitely not in their interest to you know poo poo and 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 on stroll and then make papa stroll unhappy yeah but then it's definitely not to their benefit to have strolls so yeah i think the best i think the only win-win out of this is for lance to be pushed down the stairs and break his hand and foot again (laughs) so that way he drives better yeah, he he does do better when he's apparently. In- yeah, he that's be, yeah. what I've heard. He when, maybe when his life when his life is on the line, he does better. <laughs> like uh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta watch because I keep I keep having to remind myself that people actually listen to this, and you know, um and once it's, it's online, it's just, online. That just so uh, that hurts I, me a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. I want <laughs> I want it to be known that this is a joke. And I yes. 100% do not actually believe what I'm about to say, nor do I advise anyone to harm Stroll. But we should hire a hitman. Just well, that, as, as a fandom, not to kill him, just to, just to, just to like, under quotation, mug him every now and then. Yeah. You know, keep something just a, broken. Just oh. a Montreal, just a just a can, Montreal Canadian hitman. Yeah, he's French Canadian hitman. Just, just another mob. stroll, but as a hitman, doesn't really get the job done, but kind of hey, does. You, uh, <laughs> need to drive better, huh? Again, please don't hire someone to beat up stroll, and please, please don't go don't. beat up stroll. Yeah. This Oof. is a joke. 
Yeah. We're not going to pay that person, by the way. We're not, just letting you know, full disclosure, we are not putting any money, nor do we have money to do this. This is just a bit that Stroll performs better when injured. A really solid bit. Very solid. It's 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 not unfounded. It's really the bit that keeps on giving. (laughs) So I I asked Gary and and Taryn this question last week. Yeah. I want to ask you this question this week. Okay. What has been the highlights for for you for this season and what's been the low lights mm. for you for can this i guess season? one of her highlights do you mind if i guess one of your highlights oh, go for yes. it. Oh. the newest highlight of them all is probably oscar piastri being so good because she knows that i have to eat ketchup chips and milk on air <laughs> i'll be honest that hasn't been a thought <sighs> i was so close to not having to do it thought. <laughs> but I, I i like it now um I would say, I would say I have two main highlights, okay, which are just generic highlights. And one is uh, Alonso at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. right? And watching, watching that man really do what he loves to do, yeah, is just it's like watching a child smile. It's it's kind of contagious in a weird way, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like you you just you feel good for the guy. Yeah. Um the other is uh it is it is linked to Piastri but just McLaren in general. Yeah, McLaren. Just watching a team that you know wasn't really on the radar, wasn't really performing as well as they used to historically. Like I wasn't expecting them to have this many podium this year. Yeah. Right. No. I was kind of starting to treat them like uh, middle of the road. Dude, we trashed them the first Absolutely. like half of the season. It was great, but like it was also great. It was t- funny, super, but I feel super bad. <laughs> well, I, I don't because I, yeah, that's that's the name it. of the game. But um, I think I think watching watching them work smoothly together and watching where they've gone with that. Ah, uh, you know what? It's hard to pick just one because then there's also signs, and signs is move. <laughs> to give no norris that yeah like that was that was just so smart it was so smart like it's one of those seasons where if you take away max dominating there's been a lot of really fun stuff too yeah even even max dominating is still amazing even max dominating it's a historical moment right we we probably something we'll we'll never see again Uh, i wouldn't say that there's there's always a chance but um it's it's just a record-breaking year Mm -hmm. right yeah and so it's definitely one for for what's the saying? One for the history books. That is, yeah, that's exactly that the is yeah. the saying. It's it's gonna be one of those. Um, so those those would be my main highlights that come to mind at the moment. The lowlights would be Alonzo not performing after a while. Um, <laughs> you know, because because I was I was on the let's cheer for Alonzo train, mm-hmm. and that's that's died out. Mm-hmm. Um. It's been replaced. Mm. <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't I know. I mean, there's a lot of disappointments, mm-hmm. but to pick one more than the others, it's. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to just say, um, Austin Martin not keeping the momentum that they had at the beginning. Yeah, you know, I, they I, were doing yeah. really well, and then they kind of fizzled out. And yeah, it was a shame. It was. Um, you know, because uh, I, I, I honestly thought like. Uh, Alonso probably could have had a chance to challenge for a win this season. Yeah, he could have gotten I, a win I, in Monaco. Yeah, 
Like I fully subscribe to Marianne's mathematical point that she made in that episode of like that. No, he could have gotten the win. Oh yeah, no, that yeah. one. One oh, of us, if he got, if so he got in, gone into intermediates or even wet, even full wets, he would have yeah. gotten that win. But so. wait, actually, I'm gonna take all that back. My, okay. <laughs> my my highlight, my number one highlight that I don't know, I'm I'm willing, I'm willing to die on this hill, is Gunther Steiner's book. That doesn't count. <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> count because that would have that would have come out. <laughs> With or without the season, anyway. <laughs> no, but I read it during the season, Thanks. and it was priceless. You know what? Fine. Have I'll you, give you read that. it yet? I, I have. You listened to it? I've yet? gotten. I found yes and no. I haven't listened to all of it, but I have found audio excerpts, it's great, in it, right? and it's pretty. It's pretty it's amazing. It's pretty great. It's it's yeah. pretty much. It's really I'm, great. I'm not. I'm not paid to promote this book. Um, this was this the, the whole book was supposed to be a bit really. I yeah. just fell in love with it. The, 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 for for your information, Cam, the original joke of the book mm-hmm. was that I was going to buy the book and you, instead of using music to open the show, I was going to just pick a random quote from it and read it and laugh. Yeah, and it ended up being we good. Can't swear on radio. <laughs> yeah, it probably would like, not have worked. I would have no, bleeped it out. But no, yeah, you'd have to bleep out half the sentence. Pretty, pretty. Pro- <laughs> good my my other question for you, Marianne, is how many wins do you think uh, Max will get next season? And do you think do you think next season will be like a closer uh, competition for? Gotta make this one quick. A lot, a lot of teams. I'll make it quick. Um, no and yes. So no, I don't. I don't think they'll be doing as good or breaking records next year. Yes, I do think that it's going to be more competitive. Formula One, um, along with the tradition of making up really random rules that don't make any sense, also (laughs) tries to self-regulate a lot into balancing itself out. Yeah. Right? And making sure that, yeah, there are top dogs, but they don't stay on the the top for for too long. Mm -hmm. Um, They try to self-regulate like that. I... Don't know that it will be another re- record-breaking year next year, or that Max is going to have as many wins. Is he going to win? Probably, um, but I think the other teams are catching up. And speaking of catch up, here just before we have to say goodbye and wrap up on that beautiful note, I just want to say one of mine. I want to show you Cam. I've totally told you my highlights. I mm-hmm. think. But yep. I have a new highlight to okay. show you, and that is this beautiful gem that happened on lap forty of the Mexican Grand Prix, which is? Just horrific start from Lando Norris, was slow off the line and lost, (laughs) I mean, four spots. He was really the big loser on that one. So all the progress that Norris had made so far in the race has been undone as side by side here. Hamilton to the inside, Hamilton to second position. He gets past Charles Leclerc. Goes on the dirt to overtake Charles Leclerc. That was an impressive pass. A great overtake, may not have been overtake of the day. Or driver of the day probably should have been. Mm, no, like Lando Norris made some amazing overtakes. Yeah, not even just one, just constantly. Yeah, deserved everything. But as Lewis for Lewis Hamilton though, as Walter, who's out there in the ether, says, (laughs) now that is driving from a seven-time world champion. Yes. On that Um, note, it is time to say goodbye here on the F World. Uh, broadcasting on Civil Radio 101.7 FM 90, in Abbotsford, 92.3 FM in Chilliwack, located on the on Stalo Tamuk, the sacred land of the Stalo peoples. I'm I'm Taryn Midzi Midzane. Mariangi, welcome back. It's been a while. It's been a, it has it's, been a while. It's been a while. All the school. We should blame. We should we should just quit school. 
<laughs> right at this point because that right. won't help that will help our careers See, <laughs> here's here's the thing is that was already tried in 2020 the whole like let's quit everything we're doing for a year and you know do radio and streaming and guess what didn't work not we're an back. influencer <laughs> we're back you know what slowly but surely this one, we'll this figure one needs it out an education to make money <laughs> <laughs> so does this one you know i only i my, my face only gets me so far into the building you know my personality yeah. gets me out of the building most of the time <laughs> Well, it's always into my building, so there you go. Anyways, Cam, thank you for don't don't start. I want to leave Mike. Uh, you know, Cam, thank you for again for making it onto the show. Oh, it's thank you. Been Anytime. A, always man. a slice to have you in. And uh, tune into the Brazil race on Sunday. I, I will be. Cannot wait. Such a pleasure. Yours in racing. <laughs> why? Why did you do that? It was so good. We're not. Are you in my end? You in my outro. <laughs> I was in here, rated. Is this, is this a cold ending? <laughs> this is going to be a cold ending. <laughs>